All right, all right, all right, a root, root, yeah. So, yo, this is a Beat People Podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the show. I got my my usual cast of suspects, suspicious characters <laughs> on the panel here. And, and before we start, yo, check this out. You see how my background is looking like my studio threw up on itself? Um, mm-hmm. My wife just Welcome walked to my past work. and she was like... It looks like, it looks like a healthy playground. It was, my wife said... Uh, how you hiding all that stuff? I was like, I'm not, babe. It's because of this that I got all this. This is shipping and receiving. This is the business. You ain't going too far to see that yet. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a. I've been selling stuff and receiving stuff and got reviews to do. And so, and then too, I, I do have to just clean up to straighten up. So that's what's going on behind me. And um, let's go ahead and say what up to the people. But first, yo. Um, I got a lot of dope new sample packs coming out. One is called the Drenched Kit. And then I also have Modscapes Volume 2, which should have been out already, but I'll have that out too. So uh, stop by BeatPeople.com and uh, check us out there. We got some some dope new stuff coming. So who we got on the panel here? What up, D? What up, man? How you guys doing? Good, good. I'm chilling, man. Saturday day off, long week of work, mixing, producing, getting stuff done. And uh, yeah, excited yeah. to have a day where I'm not doing anything. Sound like, seems like you had like a marathon of stuff going on for a minute there, huh? Last week. So, so yeah, so I'm, I was doing all that a uh, week before. Had an artist in town uh, working on his album. This upcoming week, I'm doing some traveling, going to be DJing at a couple festivals. And then uh, traveling to California where I'm going to end up and just take a little bit of time off and just rejuvenate the creativity. Yeah, we're going to have to be sure to link, man. Let yeah, me, man. Let I'm me know when you come out. I, I just might plan a, a barbecue for that weekend and have uh, you know what? upright. Don't and, say barbecue. I'll, I'll bring the appetite. I'll bring the appetite. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, yo, Kenneth. You. Flux 302. What's the drink for the day? Uh... This is some deliciousness. Um, I'm using a different camera than I'm used to. So it's a is it Balconis? Yeah, Balconis. This is the Texas single malt. Nice. And uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, highly recommend all their, their whiskeys. They're delicious. So, uh, they, have, they, have, they have a spirit there called Rumble. Rumble. I have that. I have that. You have it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it just so I can show it. So, have you tried it? I have tried. It's strong, man. Well, you know, I'm not it, a whiskey guy, but I have two bottles of Balcones, though. It's so, kind of like a mixture. How you going to drink something called Rumble? <laughs> it's like a mixture between a rum and a brandy, and it's ah, all Hold so on. Good. I'm, I'm going to go get it. Then we, we continue on with the conversation. Help. You know what I'm drinking, guys? I'm drinking water. Well, keep in mind, listen, I can justify my situation because I'm I'm like three hours ahead of Corey. So. Uh, it's early for me, so I, I get the bourbon. Um, ah, yeah, dog. It's three, it's three over here, homie. He, oh, it is. It's still early for him. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that breakfast wine that he's <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been um, working on what, what should become my new house and new studio a lot but today we kind of took a break from it so that's why i'm actually here but that's also why the the lab looks kind of crazier than well no it always looks crazy but uh crazier 
Most most recent oh, fun times. So they doing is. a commercial yeah. right now. This this baby blue. At, yeah, baby the baby blue, blue is delicious. It tastes kind of like like a butterscotch. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So so most recent project that I've been doing is uh I got a uh EMU uh Emacs and I've been refurbishing it, getting it back to to pristine condition and making a lot of sample kits and different stuff like that with it. So very interesting word. By the way, the public, we hear about this EMU every day. Yep. <laughs> and that's how we know Ken loves this thing. Oh yeah. I'm, 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 I'm head over heels for it. Like seriously, I, I, I was expecting to enjoy it, but I'm like head over heels for it. It's so good. It's, I low-key feel like you don't even tell your kids bedtime stories anymore. You just, like, <laughs> lay them down and read them the manual. Yeah, yeah, that's ac- actually what I had them doing the other day is I told them that um, – so there's, we homeschool, and they're supposed to be starting school next week, and I told them, like, they're not allowed to start school until they understand the service manual first. So I said, we're going through all the schematics. Hey, that's cool, man. Word. Watch, I, I'll get some emails from people like, what the hell? Like, why are you teaching your kids soldering when they're supposed to be learning math? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I was just telling my daughter the other day. I don't even know why chemistry exists like that. Like, why we got to memorize the period, periodic table or whatever it is. Like, so that you don't drink a chemical by mistake one day thinking it's water. But, you know, I got some some qualms about that. Should it be? Should it be the requirement of chemistry, like, but programming is an elective? This is a different world today. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, that that's a whole different conversation, but. <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> so, Stoney, what's going on, Stoney? We we got a hey, slow up, intro coming today. <laughs> what's going on with I'm you? letting y'all go on with y'all, y'all liquor shenanigans. <laughs> hey, don't judge me. <laughs> How's oh, everybody doing? Stoney, when you come to California, I'm going to pour you a shot of this whiskey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's part of it. When you come to my house, you got to do a shot. Can I get at least one of those cigars? Sure. I got a couple of cigars, <laughs> too, right now. Uh, okay, let's uh, do it, Pim. I got Dominican cigars. Oh, que lo, que loco! <laughs> Word up. So, hey, I wanted to uh, uh, get started, man. All right, so 808 day passed. What was that? Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday? I don't remember. Last week, this past week. Um, and Roland introduced more little things. Uh, one of them was the um, SH01. Yeah, I'll go to it over here. Uh, the SH01. Let's share that. Is it, that's like a, uh, isn't that like the boutique? Yeah, the Roland boutique. One of the boutique uh, pieces that they released. Yep. And let's see. Let's see. Here we go. So it's the Roland SH01A synthesizer so basically it's the classic uh roland sh101 in the boutique version the boutique form now i think what some people have got confused about is that like yo this is the new analog but it's not analog it's digital it's a virtual analog thing using their acb technology right mm-hmm. um oh, <laughs> somebody asked y'all gonna talk about music production or what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, don't rush we, us. Don't rush it. us. We're getting to we got that's, that's, that's what I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but this is not analog. It's it's ACB, which I gotta say though, uh, there's there's a lot of 
hemming and hawing and complaining one way or the other. And even I've done some of that, but I got to say, I had the first three boutiques and they do sound damn good. It's just that they're so small. I don't, I, I don't know if I could rock with the, the small, but at the same time, if I'm traveling, it could come in handy. So I think I could rock with this SH-101 because it don't have that many buttons on it. So I feel like the space isn't mm-hmm. really an issue with this one. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, it don't it don't it's not really that crammed. Yeah, actually this one is is spaced out much better than the other ones. Like the 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 Jupiter one, the J was it the JP one? Oh that chill, yo, that joint. I was like, I need the tweezers to use that yeah, joint. Yeah, as a, you could it was it you miss a lot of sweet spots because of you know how tiny it was with those sliders and stuff. The layout on this one doesn't look look so cramped. It looks okay. And the other thing that I notice is that they dropped the price on these a bit. Um, That's what I was going to say. I, I think I, I like these boutique pieces because for the cats that can't afford the bigger, a full on, you know, bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, three forty nine is pretty fair for somebody who is, doesn't have a budget and they sure. want to have the sounds. But I, I'd like to like a B the this guy with the software and plug in and see what the you know do a shootout of the sounds so the other thing is that they also have um like i've got the system 1m and it has that plug out for the system 1m so if you have right you got a system one i have you don't that. really need it i mean it's nice that you have the the layout being the layout they, at one point they had a limited edition overlay that was that the uh overlay for that i never got one i wanted one um but even even nicer yeah but um I mean, the ACB stuff sounds really, really good. It does it, sound it good. You can't take away from it. But it's darn close. It's pretty so, close, bro. I mean, you, yeah. you know, the thing is, the older versions of whatever they released in boutique version with the ACB, it seems like the older version uh, is a little more smoothed out on the high end. You know what I mean? A little, little darker on the high end. Like, these seem to be a little brighter. But for the most part, they get the sound right. Yeah, so uh, Steve was in here asking about, um, is this the one that the Intelligel Atlantis is based on? And uh, what I would say to that is, yeah, the the original analog version of this, the Intelligel is inspired by. Now, what I would say by that is the oscillators are not the same oscillators that are in SH-101. They're more closely aligned with the uh, the Dixie oscillators, um, but the filter is, is the same filter design, and uh, it's you know, it's got a bit more functionality than a regular SH-101. Uh, now, I believe it's like five ninety nine, something like that. Um, the, but it's uh, the the Atlantis is really nice. I mean, they make oh six ninety nine. Okay, they're really nice. But again, you're talking about modular and modular format stuff is usually made in much smaller quantities. So it, it's not really apples to apples when you start talking about that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but they are both similarly small form factor you know and aiming for the same basic type of sound so there's that but uh these the boutique stuff is it's cool for what it is but yeah i thought it was money honestly and we saw the little teaser from behringer where they had like a full size joint with the with the hand grip and everything and they released that little teaser on the same day. It was like, oh, the super troll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the super troll of the century. Yeah, they were trolling. You know? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, gosh. 
<laughs> and and you know they didn't even say anything about it. So I got it up on the screen now. It basically says, "What on earth is this?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> and on top of that, I mean, for me, it's it's one of them things where, you know, I don't I don't have a desire for another small mono synth in my setup right now. But that's because I have a lot of that kind of stuff already. But for people who are just you know who are still looking for new mono synth sounds and you know, or wanting something like that. It's really cool. And Super cool. Why not? Yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of like the thing, right? I, I got a JX. Um, uh, let me stop sharing this thing. I got a um, JX three P. I had the, and that's one of the things that I've wanted for a very, very long time. So I finally got one, but you know, initially I had the uh, JX, whatever, O three or whatever they call it, the boutique version. And I liked it. I actually uh, made a couple tracks with it on my Synthbap album. Um, and and it was dope. But I noticed that this sounds a lot different. Now, what I do know now that I got the JX3P is like, wow, if I never was able to get the JX3P, the the the, the boutique joint was a good alternative. Yeah, it would have been a good alternative. Yeah, you know, and it takes up a lot less space. And and then so then you think about the SH, what do they call it? It's the MS-101, Behringer's MS-101. Yeah. So when you think about that and then you maybe in the same sense of uh, DeepMind, where DeepMind is based on the Juno, but has a lot more tricks up its sleeve. Yeah. Um, and a lot more modulation and, you know, the whole mod matrix and everything. That's that's a pretty dope alternative for nine ninety nine compared to going out trying to find a Juno. So you're bringing up a really important thing, like the fact that we're seeing Behringer prove that no, we can make good sounding stuff at a at a affordable price. At an affordable price, it's just good because it's giving people access to good sounds. Mm-hmm. You know that that. In earlier in earlier years, it was really hard for if you didn't make that much money for you to get a synth that actually had a quality sound. Right, that didn't break up when you like went to the low end. Like the notes just sounded like farts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like that's what you could afford back in the day if you didn't have money. Since that sounded like farts in the low end. Yeah, right. unless you were going for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I'm saying? Thing is, is that this was. The SH101 was never meant to be a premium synth. Like, it was right. always yeah, yeah. low-end rolling synth. You know? yeah. But it just became yeah. such a cult classic. Well, to me, the SH101 yeah, but- always had a super round bass. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about it. I just loved it. I would simply just use it for bass. It was, like, really... It was To me, it was, like, my sound in, like, the mid-90s, early 2000s, for me, at least. Yeah, and that's but that's the same the whole thing where it's like it's like oh, but it became legendary because you know it was used on X Y Z and this and that, and it's like that kind of stuff. Like I get it, like I get the whole reasoning behind. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't mean it's any better or any worse. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. what it is, and it's like realistically today, look at Airbus, look at mm-hmm. you know. All, there, there's so many other manufacturers right now that are making really cool, really affordable analog synths. Totally that, agree. Totally agree. You know, <clears throat> filled with character that are going to be the next legendary, are going to be the next. Oh wow, that, this was used on that. That's amazing. How did they get that sound? I feel like that, what I what I think. You know what I think is. <clears throat> 
there's these, you know, Roland and Korg are doing, you know, the, the Volkas and the boutiques. And, you know, when I look at it and I look at how many pictures there are on like Instagram of all these big hands with these little knobs and stuff, I just think it's a weird time. <laughs> Even though it's a great time, it's a weird time. It's like, and, and then too, I saw one of the boutiques on the keyboard that they sell for it. <clears throat> and it really looks like like the perspective of it all, it made it really hit me like a brick. Like, yo, this is weird as hell. <laughs> like, just think yeah. about you got this. What's weird about powerful it? scent? This powerful yeah, scent. Yeah, you small. small that ain't gonna be weird for you because you small. Right. Then I got I got big hands, and I'm just saying <laughs> that there's so many small small synth devices like that. i think it's just i think it's the portability too and like the performance aspect of things right mm-hmm. i don't know what i missed guys sorry no it's off. all good no but, you're good as but, well. um the, you know when you think about the performance aspect like i have a friend of mine he's a he's a you know edm performer and he doesn't use any laptops mm-hmm. that makes sense you know what i'm saying so he'll go out he has his profit he's got his moog and he's got this huge suitcase with like all these tons of synths that he goes on, you know, and to perform with, but now he can have all these little boutique items and he could still do his performance and rock out. I, I and it's agree. Not- I, I, yeah, I certainly I did love, that. Yeah. Cause I would love to have one of those TR 808 boutiques while I'm playing drums. So yeah, absolutely. Have the next thing yeah. I'm going to bring that yeah. up here now too. Yeah. Cause when you perform in live, I think all these things, really speak to where we're going as far as live production and DJing and being a portable a portable producer. Mm-hmm. Boom. So that brings us to this uh, Roland. The next thing that they brought out on 808 Day is a replica of the uh, the TR-808, the classic TR-808. And y'all know, I don't know if y'all remember that D-Nice song, the TR-808 is yeah. coming. How come every time, no matter when, I see a, a 808, those colors, it that sound plays in my head. That actually song. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this is the the TR08, which you know the first thing I thought. I'll be honest. The first thing I thought I was like, "Yo, another 808." <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, I vacillated throughout the week. Like, but I could see rocking that. But then part of me is like, I don't need another 808. Like, I got all these different sounds and stuff. But uh, there's something about this. I think, Daniel, you made a good point when we talked about it. Something about having the tweakability of those knobs and, you know, the classic look. Uh, it's not samples, so you get a lot more flexibility with it, with shaping the sound. Now, my question is, um, and, and maybe, Ken, you might know the answer to this, or, or Cora, you might know this. Are these fully MIDI seekable? That That's I don't question. know. I do know that they had some problems with that initially with the first yeah, three boutiques, but then they supposedly, I had already sold mines by the time they said they did some improvements to the MIDI implementation, but I imagine it would be carried throughout the line. Uh, I just don't know what the improvements were. Because I feel like I would totally, I'll be completely on board if I can map out all these controls. So like, you know how machine had that new, now you can MIDI, you can MIDI map every single thing now, like to specific like pieces of uh, devices. So I'm like, well, if I could just have this sitting off to the side and MIDI everything to my machine, I'll be straight. Like it's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, I have really dope 808 samples that are, you know, sampled in super high resolutions and 
I'm like, do I really need this? Or is this for the person that's being introduced to the 808 for the first time? Yeah. Because that, might, that makes more sense to me. Or is it just for people who want to be collectors? I mean, that's kind of yeah. how I think a lot of the Why thing. would you collect this versus the real 808? Like, why would somebody collect model cars? I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> I have a few. I have a few, and I like them. Like I've got some cool concept cars. I feel you. I feel you. you know, I got all these. Look, look, dude. I'm the guy. Who's here we go. He's gonna pull, he's out gonna pull the stuff out. The Here's a time to show where we pull out helmet. stuff. This is not. This is not. I mean, it's somewhat functional. But I'll tell you what. I cannot see through people's clothes with this. Like, <laughs> let me do everything that Iron Man can do. Okay. <laughs> but I have it because it's cool. Okay, yeah, don't, don't put that on and jump way, off the building. That's yeah. that's about the only reason why I would buy that little TROE. That's the only reason because to me, I'm like, well, the sequencer isn't really any cooler, um, and it's you know the 808 is cool for what it is, but it's not like we can't get that same sound a million different ways, and it doesn't have to be 110 percent exact. But we can get that same sound so many other ways today. Every bit is deep. Every bit is punchy. All that good stuff. Oh, so and- speaking of punchy, though, Masada is in the chat room. He just mentioned that the um, <clears throat> I want to mention he said that TR-08 doesn't sound as good as the original, that the TR-808 sounds more punchy. See, I don't I don't know. Um, Does it matter? I don't, I don't know about that either. Because it's going through know. a compressor at the end of the day anyway, right? Well, if this one even has a compressor right? on it, though. So you can make yeah, it as punchy as you I'm want. Probably. still probably putting it through a better compressor. Probably. I'm just saying. Hey, I'll run it through a distressor and make that joint punch. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, so. But here, here's the thing, though. Again, it's like, why introduce this when you already have the t- the what's the what was the name of the other joint the, the tr8 yeah, exactly. the era like, tr8 I, i'm trying to understand the marketing behind it yeah they're cannibalizing themselves <laughs> to a degree if you think I about really it i really think it's just like a it's just a weird little thing that they're capitalizing on the recognition of it and they're just making a little bit of money and that's what it is it's so so i'll tell you what if i had no laptop what I, what if somebody what if somebody just wants to 808 and can't afford the original one, and they've never had one before. What if it's just that? That's a that's a good marketing point. I think that's really what they're aiming at. Um, honestly, I can see that. Um, let me tell you this: I, uh, and Ken and 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 you guys, y'all probably remember at one point I was talking about what is the the Nava the the what's that? There's a clone of the 909 and the 808, and I was oh, yeah, thinking yeah. about building one at one Wait, point. So the, the uh, hold on, yeah, 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 the Yocto, yeah, yeah the Yocto, Yocto. yeah, Yocto, now, and then there was a there was another one. There, there's yeah. been so many, and yeah. Like, so the I, thing I, is, I, I was gonna do that only because I feel like I want to have representations of classic drum machines. Yeah. Like I actually, because I'm so into drum machines, I want to collect them. I want to have some representation of them, and that would probably be the reason I would get this because it's as close of a of a thing by the real company as as I've seen. Now, Corey, there's some. I was reading a Pete Kearns, Peter Kern's article on Create Digital Music, mm-hmm. um, and apparently, there are some features on this original drum machine. Plus, I think this one you can actually tune all the 808s, and you can tune the actual kick drum one. You couldn't do that on the original, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I mean. So, but let me let me ask you guys this: Outside mm-hmm. of a live performance, 
would you really be using this in your studio? I know I would machines. as a sound designer. I use drum machines all the time. Stony, I would because I I'd run this through insane hardware and and effects pedals and create. Okay, well then it's not a marketing thing then. Then then people really will use it. So would you use that before you would reach for a TR8 and you could just have you know ten? Uh, me me personally, I probably I mean, I mean I don't know if. Well, I'd have to get my hands on it and play with it. I have to touch it, see if I like it. I, I didn't get enough time yeah, with it to make it. I got to see what the workflow is. Also, yeah, I got to feel it. Yeah. Also, Pause. The, I got to feel it, though. The Pause. sequencer. <laughs> what's the sequencer <laughs> difference? That's what I want to know. Because I know um, yeah, like, this new T with the new, this new 808 one that came out, they have like these micro, micro sequences in between so that you can do like trap stuff. But you really couldn't do that on the original 808. So I know that's a difference in the sequencer, but is that something that they're going to update on the TR8? Because if, if they're two different sequencers, then I have to make a decision based on that. Yeah, uh, just for me in, in general, like I don't it doesn't make me angry in any way that it came out. It just doesn't inspire me to want to buy one at all. You know, and that's, well, that's true. not everything has to, you know, like it's not to me, it's just not a big deal. Well, sit, let me tell you. It's not for a guy you, like you, though, Ken. Let me tell you, with me, I have my opinions about it, but honestly, it doesn't stop me from saying I would have it in the studio. No, I feel you saying <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what I've come to the conclusion of. I have my, like, the first thought I had was, like, why are we rehashing this all the time? <laughs> why do they keep rehashing this? But at the same time, I understand that it's a it's a cult classic, and and even I, like myself, have to admit that I have an affinity for the 808 drum machine. And you know, as far as using it in the studio, I go through things like where I'll have the rhythm on for months at a time, and then I'll have it off for months at a time. So, Not like, I go through that with drum machines where I really truly use the drum machines, especially after I started doing sound design and when I can take those source sounds and turn them into anything I want. And it, yeah, that, and it, that's it, what, anything's a tool, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. And when you have those different sound sources like that, and, it, and if you're doing sound design or even if you're a producer who's kind of shaping his sound and doing all that kind of stuff, it's good to have those different source material kind of yeah. things. Because then you have this wide palette of stuff that you can pull from. So I can't. Yeah, I, th- I think. I think in terms. Of, I think in terms of. Um, I think in terms of sound design. You're right. I remember going to um, being at Rich Divine Spot, and he had. I think he had like a. He had the MPC five thousand, and he had like like some old emu keyboard, and I remember having the same stuff, in my storage unit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to use that anymore, whatever. But he was using it and coming up with like all kinds of crazy sounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone else's what someone else's trash is someone else's treasure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, it's to each his own. We use these things anyway. Like, I'm, I'm also I'm also kind of disappointed, too, a little bit because I'm the dude that desperately hopes that somebody invents something new. Right. You know, um, every time I hear like, like, I don't know why my hopes get up. I think it's because when Roland first came out with the MV8000, I was super excited and it was something new, even though it was like a playoff of the MPC. It was something that I'm like, oh, wow, something new in this market. That's the point. It's exciting. And I feel like when I saw when I saw the 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 808 announcement, I was like, ah, 
I think cool. that was my feeling exactly. Because I'm interested new. to see it's new like, stuff. You like, know? oh, come on, yo. Like, and I'm like, and I understand. Remember, these companies don't make decisions just randomly. They do research. What is it that people are asking for? Mm-hmm. Like, like when you turn on the radio, you hear an 808 in almost every single song that's on the radio. So they say to themselves, we're going to make another 808 just to keep yeah. perpetuating money. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's the but, but isn't that how the music industry is, what? though? That's the only reason we hear the same type of songs over and over is because nobody wants to be the first what? one. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That yeah. is one of those things. People are not going to experiment when they got a sure thing. <laughs> no, people, people will. People will. But these companies want because they got a bottom line. Most times, most times they won't. Um, but, you know, I kind of think if they can find a balance, that'd be good. Uh, well, that's why I think all these huge companies need to start mini subsidiary companies, independent companies mm-hmm. that they hire guys like us to just go in and create this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when this stuff hits, here you go. We invented it. Put it out. Right. That's like when you. Yeah. Ken, what you what they doing, Ken? Oh, I was stealing your voice for something. Uh, he's this, this dude. <laughs> did, you just, did you just sample me while I was talking? That's so ah, disrespectful. I feel so violated, bro. God. Hey, everybody, Ken just stole my voice in public. Like <laughs> I had you talking about 808. So I was like, I gotta sample that real Yo, quick. Yo, this guy stole my voice like Ursula from Little Mermaid. <laughs> But, but on the real though, I've I've taken part of I've taken part of our voices uh when I had the the uh make noise morphogene. That's yeah. some fun stuff, man, to put like a voice passage in the morphogene and go and do I want stuff. one of those. I want one of those, Corey. Yes, me too. So hey, okay, but what about this other thing that Roland did on 808? I wanna I want to because I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Is it really something new, or did they really no. just kind of remix the remix machine? <laughs> Bro, that joint wasn't even remixed. It was like repainted it was a nail polish and some lipstick. And they just they just mastered it, right? Turned it up. <laughs> That's it. It's the same joint. It, that it it. I got so upset because. We we had just talked about how yeah. the forty four needed to be updated. Yeah, and I I hit I hit you guys up. I was like, oh man, look look look, they did it. And then I started reading the specs, and my face like slowly went down and down and down. And then I saw the back picture, and it was RCA still. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me, bro! I think I had a stroke when I was reading the specs. I was like, ah, yo. Yeah, this is one of them. This is one of them times where I just want to be like, like I want to roll up a newspaper and hit Roland on the news. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And why do we call it A though? What's the A supposed to represent? Aria assholes. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Sorry oh, about that. No, it's all good. I call it like I said. Nah, it's Aria, dog. Yeah. Yeah, like, but that's what, what like what makes this an Aria thing? Because it's green. Because <laughs> it's, it's green. green. What, the, because of the power, oh, the no, pads no, 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 are upgraded. No. I think I think they made one change to the U.S. Uh, 
to the yeah, mid pass through USB now so that it can wait. Does talk. it have USB? I don't think it has don't, USB. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me clarify. I'm not sure if it's pass through or I know that the sequencer ties in better with the TR8 sequencer now. No, it's no USB. It's the MIDI end. Yeah, now the TR8 sequencer can sequence this. But does that mean that the USB on this will not work with the Aria mixer? Because wouldn't that kind of be like the whole point of it being an Aria product is that their performance mixer lets you like not use the direct inputs and you can just use the digital like hi you guys. Yes, that's the point. They they. I don't know what they were on on their own thing. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know to deal with that. Yo, first of all, how much is this? Uh. Four ninety nine. Yeah, Look, for four ninety nine, give me some balanced quarter inches. Yeah, really. Give me some. You know, I don't want noise when I'm saying. Yeah, it's look at that. Look at that. Look at this. Uh, a little bit, I think, but yeah, it's just you know, it's ridiculous. So the it's Roland SP four hundred four SX is four ninety nine, and the Roland SP four hundred four A is four ninety nine. Oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's super weird, yo. Yo, you just got me angry, Corey. I'm over here. <laughs> yo, somebody give me a stuffed animal so I can rip the head off. Yeah. It's that's a yo. tripped out thing, man. Um let me uh, well, you guys you guys discuss amongst yourselves. I have yeah, to certainly, back. certainly. He's over here about to sample all of us, man. Look, Corey, so <laughs> yeah. I have the I have the SP four oh four SX. Right. And it's great. Word. But I wish the sequencing was better. Well, I wish yeah. I wish it had like a dope sequencer. But I understand that the lack of the dope sequencer is kind of the magic of this machine. That's what I was gonna point to you know? because that's and what's created this this huge following. Yeah, man, it's it's uh it's pretty dope. And what I've been doing is I chain my SP four oh four into my KP three plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually affecting both with each other all the time. Dope, dope. So it's, it's been a cool experience when it comes to designing sounds, but I feel like if they put a really dope MP, like I want to say, I don't want to say MPC style sequencer, but if they put a really dope sequencer into the SP404, mm-hmm. it could really be like an affordable powerhouse powerhouse yeah, man. it could be a real real contender Ooh. that's one thing i was telling um the last time i was on uh uh sonic state me and nick bat was talking about yeah. the sp404 came up and uh you know in general most of us kind of look at that as like it's it's something that sits with djs and they yeah. trigger sounds and that's it but i was like nah it nah, really is something that people have created a whole like subgenre of beat making with just that. I make hella beats on this joint. Yeah. It's great. Yep. And really, since like the three hundred three, and like, well, really, you could go back to the two hundred two with those things. I mean, those yeah. were a staple in every dirty DJ's setup that I can remember. Like, Ad Lib made his whole career off of the three hundred three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Those things I can remember just every like, and they were always covered in so many ashes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can remember like every every lab I go to where my boys have them, they were part ashtray, <laughs> part sampler. Yeah, man. <laughs> always dirty, <laughs> always dirty, man. The pads would be all brown and crusty. 
Um, oh, didn't matter, man. You get over there, you make some dope stuff on them, man. Oh, man. But, uh, I, I think, I think Roland, I, I, I just think they dropped the ball with this one. Um, because it just, it could have been better. Like, I, I would have even been happy if they gave the features to the SP-404 that the old SP-606 had. You guys remember that? I had one of those, yeah. Those are pretty cool because it was like a mini MV-8000. It was, it was, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, I mean like, the, <laughs> no, I mean the sequencer. It was, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like, it was like, hey, you don't have enough money for an MPC. Buy this and get frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel you, but it was, it was, the, I'm talking about the sequencer, though. Yeah, it, it it was fun to it was fun to mess with, but I I wouldn't want it to turn into a SP five 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 or SP six oh six. I want it to still be a four oh four, but I just want it upgraded and and made a little bit more ready for today's you know. Today. No, I feel you, like but USB you know where they went in though. MIDI. Like if that joint had USB MIDI on it, yeah. But let me yeah. let me just ask you that: Would the four oh four really be as popular as it is? Even with its limitations that have made it special, but would it really be as popular as it is if it didn't have those effects? No, it wouldn't. No, definitely yeah. not. That's, that's mostly why people buy it. That's exactly yeah. it. Yep. I mean, I literally see more people now starting to get these for the whole sake of running alongside their NPC or their machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to trick out the beats and, and while out while while Corey, I have it set up as a send. Word. There you go. Ableton, and I send everything through the SP into the KP3, and that's how everything gets processed, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, show you something else that is worth talking about a little bit. Is mm-hmm. these guys? Um, if I can make you say it, the phosphor from Audio Damage, Wait, and I, I, I love the, that. Joint. That joint's crazy. Their new iOS stuff is ridiculous. What is it? Can like tell us uh, what the scent? What kind of scent is it? So. What's cool about this thing is it's an additive synthesizer, and it's a um, it's basically a um, damn. What's the name of the synth? Uh, I'm spacing on the name of the of the vintage synth. Centauri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Centauri. Yeah, and it's it's so awesome because in touchscreen form, like I did a bunch of presets for the uh, for the plugin, and I kept telling them I was like, dude, I want to get the iOS one like right away, like. Send me that iOS. Send me that iOS because it lends itself so nicely to. Um, let me turn down the lights a little bit so you can see it. It lends itself so nicely to a touchscreen because it's it's additive and you can just kind of you can just draw in the harmonics on this thing. Yeah, well you can see it, but you can draw in the harmonics and it's got like a vintage mode on it and everything, so you can make it sound like real dirty and grungy and it's just really immediate to use and just fun so but all their plugins have been they've been starting to release them over on ios and it's dude that's pretty dope like i'm, I'm how waiting much is that how much is that going for ken the six, ios seven bucks i think yeah it's cheap it, it's somewhere it's somewhere like 6.99 i think um totally yeah, worth it they'll get that short i'm waiting for them to the drop show. the combinat and the co- the new chorus on ios that's what i'm they waiting load, they load right into um Beatmaker three because they're they're AU plugins basically. Um, the other one that he actually just sent me this one the other day, um, which just came out is the Quattro mod. Oh, it's um, out. I don't know if it's out. I think it is. Um, but yeah, so that one just came. Uh, so 
Yeah, hold on. Let me look on my it's iPad. Tough, it's tough to see them. <laughs> but yeah, their 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 effects and everything are just fantastic. And, yeah, I downloaded and, all of their effects. Uh, audio for the, for those who don't know, we talk about audio damage iOS apps. Um, they make modules and software. Now they're making uh, iOS apps that are just dynamite. Yeah, and you can load them right up into like Beatmaker Three as a plugin. So it just it makes it makes something like Beatmaker Three feel more like a complete environment now, which is really dope. All right, let's see if this Quattro mod is up because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, so here's here's my question uh, for all of you. Roland has more up their sleeve. Yeah, I believe it. Every year, I, I, I say this oftentimes whenever we bring this up. Every year I go to Nam, I run to the Roland booth, and every year it's another freaking organ. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. One of these days, they're going to have something cool. One of these days, they're going to realize that the V synth was a dope product, that people loved it. One of these days, they're going to realize that the MV line was just scratching the surface of where they were heading. Like yeah. one of these days, they're going to just move forward again. I'm waiting. Well, Wait, see. you see what Masada just said? What Look Masada at the chat. Said. He's over here playing with our hearts. Yeah, well, and I still, he, I still he feel says, I've like, seen it. Okay. I still feel like an ACP-based <laughs> sampler um, is a wonderful idea. Like, yeah. I really like that idea a well, lot. Well, you know, we've said it before, right? I think we've said before when we had... Uh, my man Blake on here from Yamaha was Yamaha. Yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is a lot of those companies like that are watching companies like Akai and with their new product line and watching companies, even like, um, uh, Electron. And if these products do well and there's a demand for them and the market kind of gets rejuvenated to their standards, then they're going to start dropping stuff. I I could see that happening, but I kind of feel like, you know, that's a that's an interesting position to take for the juggernauts in the in the you know that space in the pro audio space. Like you're Yamaha, you're rolling. Like lead the pack. Like do the research, lead the pack. Do go and serve that market. DJ the DJ market, which includes like samplers and drum machines and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That that market is probably one of the biggest growing markets over the last 10 years. Like if that ain't enough to tell you that you need to serve that market, I don't know what is. I feel like Novation is going to come and sucker punch everybody in the face out of nowhere. I agree. Novation. They're going to be like, guess what? Circuit Pro, that joint got everything built into it. And this they is got, they got dope developers. They got great people on board. They got some some cool ideas. They could definitely do some damage. Um I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there that could do some cool stuff, man. Like, there's more I would say, but I can't. But I'll say this: <laughs> I think I think that with with the way things are going as far as standalone pieces of gear, I think um, there's there's a lot of room for other players, and I don't mean just like dolls and and samplers. I mean, there's there's room for people to like these companies to learn the lessons of going so heavy on software, learn those user interface lessons and then apply those, you know, with all that advancement in DSP and all that stuff, apply to to compact um, 
but not cramped, you know, hardware boxes. You know, I just feel like there's, you know there's what? A- yeah, there, there's a there's a problem because there's a tendency to say, oh, like 80s. Oh, analog is dead. Digital is where it's at. Stop doing analog mistake. Or there's a tendency to say 90s. Oh, hardware is dead. Stop doing hardware. Start doing software. You know what I mean? Like well, 90s and uh, I should say 2000s. But I'm just saying like even. And so now it's like. You know, I kind of feel like what people with these companies need to be doing is saying there's a lot of great technology and a lot of great formats. How can we get the best out of all of it? How can we serve the market in a way that gives you either something new or some combination of what's great about old and what's great about new? You know, but they they tend to throw away the old in order to do the new. Or right now we're stuck in this retro rehash. <laughs> you know what I mean? But let me let me also say, Stony and I was talking one time, and we. Stoney, see if you remember this. Remember we were talking about, like, say, for instance, Akai with the MPC 5000 or the MPC X that it tries to be the every machine, right? And it it does well at what it does, but, I mean, it has a CV, it has the big screen, it has, the, you know, the MPC software, it has the DAW and all of that. And, so, you know, some of this stuff is great for new people to MPC. Some of it is not so great for people that are nostalgic for the the older stuff so i think you had like we we talked about it and and this is not the first time that i've talked to somebody about it but it kind of seems like maybe it would have been dope for them to do the classic stuff and have that as a line and then do all their new stuff as like that new thing innovative with all of the absolutely tricks yeah you know what i mean i mean i i think they should have you know i think they for sure for sure should come out with a piece that speaks to all the, you know, nostalgia for whoever is a diehard, diehard PC user. But then the new stuff is refreshing also. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, um, I don't know. I I don't know. I think, you know, it depends on who's using it. And, you know, uh, the nostalgic guys use the old pieces, though. That's they, it. they like their 3000s. They like the three thousand, so they use the three thousands coming out with a newer old piece. I like I like how how politically you put that. The the nostalgic guys. Yo, man, listen, man, listen, listen. NPC, listen, NPC heads. A dude, cats that use NPC use NPC. You see, Jermaine. I got my NPC right behind me. Jermaine Dupree has his NPC sixty Mark II. He's got his three thousand. He's using his three thousand. It's it's okay. But, but think about it. You know, I think I think I'm saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying I I think it's funny that that's the term that you use for that nostalgic guys. <laughs> the nostalgic guys. Yeah. But but here's yeah, the thing though, fit, about that. Think about it. It is it's not nostalgic. Like, come on. I think a lot of times people it? get comfortable with, with, with a certain type of paintbrush, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong. No, but but it is it is nostalgia because when, you, when they first had that first. The first drum machine, that feeling you got when you got your 2000, come on. I still have mine and I love it. I love it to this day. I plugged it up. Right. And then when you want to feel that feeling, but when you want to feel that feeling, you're not going to go get an MPC X to feel that. You're going to pull out your 2000. That's true. That's very true. Because that that X is not. (laughs) It's nostalgic. It's a feeling. It's a feeling you get like, yo, I remember when I first, you know. So are the nostalgic? I think the new stuff is. What's that? I said, are the nostalgic guys going to buy a TR-08? 
No. Can you, can you have nostalgia with cramped fingers? I'm just wondering. <laughs> you can have a lot of things with cramped fingers. That's another <laughs> conversation. Pause. But okay, imagine this for a second. You got the X and the live. And I think they're both dope. I, I keep seeing even people in our crew are getting, you know, like Willie. Uh, uh, he got, yeah. got the live and he loves it. And he's just wanting to know more I'm about how to it. how to use it better. I obviously love my MPCX. Right. Uh, so that's the those are new right. things. Right. But it's familiar enough, but just new enough to. Right. But what if there was like the scenario where that's the new stuff, but they had like Adidas. Adidas ain't never going to stop selling shell toes. I, I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Yeah. Adidas, you're never going to stop seeing right. these, but you're always going to have now the most stuck, funny see him he's showing off he's showing of off course, now. You gotta... of course but i'm just saying you're always gonna see these shoes for adidas but you're always gonna see that new stuff with the sock fill the knit and all that That's... you know so what so what basically you're saying is they should keep reissuing the older pieces and making the older pieces better and then still have the newer lives and the x's and the touches i think well, that would be a so cool forth. approach um yes i agree those parts don't exist no more you say what? Right. I don't think they can because some of those parts just don't don't exist no more. Oh, yeah, I don't know. They could do the new updated version of it. You know what I'm saying? I I, I feel like they could. I mean, you know, I got a MPC 62, and what was the lineage? The 60, the 62, the 3000, and then they start coming out with the 2000s and all that kind of stuff. But what if they did continue like you know the 3000? I'm not talking about like. The five thousand that was supposed to be the thirty five hundred. I'm saying something. Now I want to. I want to say something. I just read something Masada said, yeah, right? Yeah. And he made a point. He said there, there wouldn't be money. any money in that. Yeah. You heard what he said? You read it? Yep, I saw it. That's the like how many cats are really going to spend two thousand dollars on a piece? You know, like. Well, but see, but that's with that money, thing. we don't have to keep putting it like. I think that's what Roland is doing, right? Ain't Roland doing that? Roland, if they if they wanted to create a brand new, okay, so you said Akash come out with a small, uh, maybe yeah, uh, affordable MPC. Figure yeah. out a way to do it, yeah, because I think that kind of thing could work. They tried it, work. They they tried tried it, it before the with the what? The two thousand was technically the affordable MPC. The Let's live see. is technically the affordable MPC. No, yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not taking anything away from that, but I'm just saying, like, what if they went with a scenario to say, like, the live and the X are our new, our new flagship things. That's our new technology. We want to do a renaissance that's actually a renaissance, like where it's actually a 2000 classic or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. With with right. updated features, uh, like take the take the approach like Behringer took with everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they think- made a new thing. That has, you know, those qualities, but it's in a smaller package potentially, and it appeals to those that are nostalgic for those older things. Yeah, somebody mentioned the MPC 500. No, I did. Yo, I don't stop like playing that. with me, Masada. Stop playing, boy. Masada, I don't like that. Stop playing in the, <laughs> stop playing in the chat room, man. Seriously, man, be out here hurting feelings. Come but you, on now. But you know what? I know the realities of like the marketing and the bottom line and what money is not in this and that. But I'm just saying, you know, hey, it would be nice. It would be nice. I think that would be a, a dope approach. 
Um, and okay, you know, can, can like Corey, can you do me a favor? Yeah, can you do me a favor? What's up? Masada is in the chat room. Yep, let him join this chat right now. Yeah, send send yeah. him a link. Get him, get him, in, okay. send him a link. Get him in the room right now. Trouble, I want to hear what he I'm got to say because you know you he's. On. I'm about to give you the link. Let's get him in here. Yeah, let's get him in here. <laughs> and don't don't act like you can't jump in, fool. Because <laughs> you got your damn iPhones. I don't want to hear it. Yo, yo Mike, with mini pads. He said, do an NPC boutiques with mini pads. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And have it all push buttons, but the push buttons are so small, you physically can't do a damn thing. You need a pen. Like large pads, yo. Oh man, I'd be with it. No, that would be torture for me, yo. Like, hey, yo, I'm about to use my NPC. You take. You know what? Though? The thing is, is that an NPC, an NPC, like realistically, is not something like a TR, TR eight, TR eight oh eight. Like the TR, nah, you need real pads on the MP, dog. It's so much more basic when it comes to the sequencer and all. Like the amount of work that goes into getting a proper operating system for something like that. If you're going to do like a, um, you know, like an affordable range or a, a smaller budget thing, like it's still a lot, a lot of work that goes into those things. Those Let are, JJOS handle that um, and then pay him a little bit of money and go ahead. Do, you know what? Companies could do what they want to do. You say pay him a That's little right. bit of money. But from what I understand, it was more than just a little bit of money that caused the problem. So, <laughs> well, I mean, whatever the case. Maybe I'm, that saying, that I'm just saying, and, and that's a little bit. And that scenario, companies can make happen what they want to make happen. And I'm just saying, okay, he's in the building, y'all. I'm just saying that if you don't take chances, you know, sometimes people that take chances or the companies take chances or get those payoffs. You never know how it might pay off. If that's what else. I'm you, Corey, I yeah. feel like innovation is going to come out of nowhere. Yep. Yep. And it's not out of nowhere because they've been making moves that are like, yo, yo, as, soon, as soon as I saw. Moving. Yo, as soon as I saw Circuit, I was like, wait, there's something. And they added that sampling update yeah. and they, they've been on top of the updates, man. Like, they, it's their developers are not sleeping. They're, they're, doing, they're doing interesting Is things. Is Masada in there? Yo, as soon as I saw Circuit, I was like, wait. Yo, I'm hearing myself in the past. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me, let me mute him until he could get his on the radio. You hear an 808 in almost every single song that's on the radio. Yo, send me that, Ken. <laughs> yo, down sample that. Yo, bit crush that joint and then send it to me. Yo. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Y'all can hear me? Oh. Yeah, what up, Masada? Yo, what's up? What's up? Masada? How you doing? Respect everyone in here. What's up? What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, man. So what's this NPC 500 shit you talking, man? (laughs) I wasn't saying nothing about no 500. I just said it was the affordable NPC. Y'all said it was the affordable. I said it's the affordable NPC. I said the same thing, but they don't listen to the white guy, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Ken, you're white? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I did not know. It yeah. comes in spots. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Nah, but hey, Corey, if I can get on this real quick. You were saying something about the MPC with, um, you were talking about, like, make a legacy, like, you know, have, like, the yeah, like a legacy line. But what I'm saying to you is, is that 
honestly, these companies, what we don't, we seem to miss is that these companies are trying to make money. You know what I mean? Everything they do is about making money. And me as somebody who sits behind the scenes like you, like Ken or whatever, like Daniel, we see that ultimately they're just really about making money. There's no money. Not, I, not know me. how much, not me. I know how many NPCs sell. <laughs> NPCs don't sell as much as you think they do. Yeah, yeah, certainly. But but yeah. here's the thing. Here, here's what I know about like and, and the different industries are different. All I'm yeah. saying is, well, fun one. It's just my little fantasy land of like, yo, that would be cool. The other thing right. is I heard recently that like a company like Adidas is like the number one athletic shoe company in the world because they take those kinds of chances to keep their their legacy alive along with innovating new stuff. Now, I, I don't know that that would work across the board with something like this niche market. Who knows? It probably wouldn't. And it probably wouldn't be enough money. This is the, 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 the same thing you're saying right there is the same reason we never got another update to the MPC 5000 after it was promised all the time. <laughs> well, there's you know a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, but I, I think it, it came down to, like, the bottom line is really what's going to tell the story. It, it, what's in that? They were busy developing something else. There ain't enough hands on deck to be doing all of that stuff. So well, I can understand that. Um, but it would be nice, I think. Well, I, th- I think one of the main, in my, in my time, inside the industry and and getting to know these companies on a personal level and behind the scenes level. One of the running themes that I've noticed is that a lot of these companies, especially the ones that grow and and get bigger and bigger um, and have hit products is they tend to forget the people who got them where they were. I agree. I I agree. Absolutely. And over over again. And that is sickening. Every time it happens. But you know what, you know, but but you know, Ken, that also speaks it's not it's not for lack of warning either. It's like, hey, like you really shouldn't do this. You shouldn't lose this guy or you shouldn't have this happen and blah, blah, blah. You should maybe be listening to that. Every time it happens, there's people throwing banners up trying to trying to get, you know, the people's attention. And it never works. It always right. ends up crumbling. Well, right. well, well, that oh, well, that, oh, that that speaks to the reason why you have a Jermaine Dupree that will always have his MPC 3000, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, the, right. the tools that they can de- that they can depend on that they know is going to work for them no matter what, you know what I'm right. saying? Whereas, you know, cats, I know that use the Renaissance or use the MPC live or the X, you know, these are new features and people are getting accustomed to the new stuff, but a lot of the old stuff, people know they can depend on that stuff. And so, certainly, yeah. and you know, keep, somebody in the they chat keep made their a good old point. Pieces. And I think he, he's, he like expands upon my point where he said, Roland is doing what Adidas did to stay relevant, guest designers. And I mean, you know, look at Roland with the studio electronics thing. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm sure it took them a while to think of like, how could we, people want us to re-release all these things. How could we somewhat satisfy the market, but not kill ourselves with the development and, you know, do something that's easy to make, quick to get out there. Now, when it comes out, we all gonna say those joints too small or whatever the reasons. But yo, Corey, yeah. look, that eight hundred eight that just came out, mm-hmm. I would have been happy if it was ACB technology, but the, the, just the size of an actual eight hundred eight word. Like, don't make that joint a little bit smaller. Maybe a yeah, little yeah, bit smaller. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit smaller, like the size of an electron machine or something. Yeah, exactly. But like, it doesn't need yo, to be like yo who. Who was that rolling, rolling saying, you know what? Let's make this a boutique. Like, no, like, 
I think that's a matter of manufacturing, in my opinion. I think it's just easier to make these little bitty boxes and they found a, a format that they like that's their own. Yeah, I, I just want to add to that, Corey. I really think that somebody finds the profit margin is great, is is big enough on that. I think that's what it really comes down to. That's why you have people like Ken, yourself, Daniel, Stoney, constantly frustrated at these companies. We're like, yo, why don't you do this and do that? You know, and they're looking at their profit. Right. Well, what's and it's ultimately is- leaving us frustrated. Mm-hmm. Well, you when you when you start having conversations and you start seeing the the, the money man side of things where it's right. like, OK, you have to strip yeah. away X amount of features in order right. to try to make this price point, this, right. that, and the third. And you start understanding what the metrics are. Yes. You right. know, even with that being the case, it still comes down to there are very few head of product designs that right. get it that makes music like that and that have had the forward thinking because you can't make a product for today. You have to make a product for, you know, three years from now. Exactly. They also have a life cycle. There's a few guys out there that, that are top notch like that, but they are few and far between few, few. And most of these guys, most of these guys aren't even really musicians at heart. Like they don't get it. You come to them with a great idea and they don't get it into their competition comes out and do it yeah, yeah. And, then, and then along with that you see things where it's like okay well then they do have a guy who gets it or or it comes up with a great product now they put them on 15 other products and they say okay you need to come up with all these products and you're the head of all these products because you had this success and <laughs> like dude Right. But but you know what? You know the way you know the way innovation happens and the way those kinds of things happen. Right. Like they take one guy who's right. maybe got some potential or maybe they don't like them and they stick them. You uh, make the thing that go in the room, go away from us. What worse the rest of us work on? Make the thing, man. And you take these couple of losers that y'all go in there and y'all make something and it right. becomes a runaway hit. If you're lucky. Right. And right. then that becomes something. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, yo, you know, you know what, what's a cool company that I always think about, uh, and they only have like five products. It's teenage engineering. Yeah. <laughs> they only got yeah. what open one, the pocket operator. But they have and, freelance work that they've done for other companies. Oh, they do. No, they do. Like for instance, uh they didn't they help design uh the, the machine, machine drum? Yeah. And yeah, they helped design the machine drum. So I think companies like that are focusing on what they're strong in and then they're lending their hand in other areas. Yeah. For other people like Dude, yo, Electron, yo, Electron's another one of those companies. I'm like, man, if they came out with an actual, well, I don't know. I feel like there is something else they're gonna come out with. You know, it's coming. You know, yeah, because because Digitech is like, ha ha, we got this. We got <laughs> yeah, something yeah. better than this coming out later. Right. You know? Yeah, you know that's what it is. Digitech is Coriol Coriol Quiet. The, you know it's coming. Digitech is to me is the equivalent to the NPC Touch versus Live, or you know what I mean, like mm. or that in that string of things, and it, you know what I'm it saying. Needs a slice feature. It how needs it a seems slice like how it seems like these companies will stop at a point and be like, oh, we're this is we're testing this, this is working out well. Well, this is actually a good place to stop and put out a product. It will continue developing towards our actual idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think to I me think that right. feels like what Digitac is. Yeah, because I feel like Digitac is Digitac is like a tease. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I agree like with that. This is a really good 
device, but I feel like there's stuff that we see in rhythm and there's stuff that we see in the octa track that really should be here in this mm-hmm. in this thing. So what are you guys not telling us? And not to mention, I mean the the rhythm NK2 is going to have the uh the basically the engine the sample engine from Digitech. I mean I yeah. I don't know that for sure, but when I read the specs except that's what for, it looks like. Well, except that it's in mono because this, the Octatrack one is stereo sampling. Yeah, yeah. So that's just the only difference. But I, if yo, if you add a slicer to Digitech, I'm mm-hmm. I'm straight. Yeah, you're right. It would be extra like, dope with that. Yeah, just let me slice joints up and I'll be good. But again, their workflow is so niche mm-hmm. that no. Yo, I'm, so, I'm still uh, looking at things like. Um, you remember when UVI had their drum machine? Yeah. Um, damn, what Wait, was, UVI had a drum machine? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and everybody thought it was hardware at first. Oh, BPM. You're talking about BPM. Right. Yeah, BPM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was some, some of those companies, you know, because they have tie-ins with hardware companies as well. Like, there's a lot of sleeping giants out there that could do some really cool stuff that I would love to see, you know, kind of break onto the scene in that way. Um, you see like UAD, you see, um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the name of that other one? Um, F expansion, man, all those companies have some soft tube, soft tube. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there who have understanding of like, because really when it comes down to it, a lot of the simple stuff that's on the front end that people talk about, that's the basic stuff. But when you get into the under layer and you start dealing with, uh, you know, sequencing of multiple MIDI tracks and you start getting into, you know, issues with timing and this sort of thing these companies that have developed software that already handle a lot of this stuff, those are the guys that like would be prime and ready to go, you know? And I would love to see that kind of, I'd love to see more software companies entering into the hardware space, you know? Yeah, that would be. Cause there's a lot of really talented developers. So on that that's side. an interesting point you make. What if they, so you don't feel, you don't be- feel like we have enough, but you don't feel like we have enough hardware already. Well, I don't, I don't. And, and I'll tell you why, because a lot of the hardware that either. comes out to me, um, has either stagnant ideals um, mm-hmm. or is laid out in a, in a way that just screams that they had like way too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of issues with, and, and I think maybe it's time th- for collaboration. New, new, new life. Yeah. You know, but somebody who hasn't done hardware before somebody who comes at it from a fresh angle of a user interface mm-hmm. that we haven't experienced yet. All of that. But so can, um, can I break in for a second? Yeah. Hey, see, Ken said, so this is my, but this is my issue. And I always talk about this with Stoney a lot. And when the men, when me and um, Corey met at NAM or whatever else, like this, we went over this. My whole thing is you have people such as yourself. You're smart. Right, you have Corey. You have Corey. Right? Why are you we just sitting around waiting for these companies to do the things we want to do? I am not. <laughs> I'll see, and that's that's the approach we should all be taking, in my opinion. Corey, Corey and stealing that. They, they, I mean, you got to look at Daniel. Know. Look, look, look at Daniel what they're doing. Do. Right? Look at Daniel what they're doing. It's like the influence, the, the power, the, the the mind. Everything is is there. I just think that. You know, we, by us sitting here waiting for these guys to make what it is w- w- that we want, it's never going to happen because money is well, there. That's what I was just about to say is um, 
So yeah. what might look like sitting around is more like uh, plotting, scheming, and uh, right, situating. Right, because <laughs> right. it's not it's not as easy. I'm, I'm trying to win the lottery so that I can put down two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand on a on machines so I can three D print metal boxes so I can do all that. That's what I want. Like if well, I had know, money, the, I would literally be making my own hardware. All the time. No, but I I hear that. But what I'm saying is is that. I know several developers and money isn't really the thing. The thing is about resources. It's about there's so many yeah. people who, who follow you guys or whatever, who can come in, who know code and yeah. you, we can get like the vices. It's always been my approach. I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, not to get too deep. Right. Into this because yeah. Right. We don't want to get too deep in public, but I'm just saying, right. Ready to talk about. But what I'll say is this is the, my approach is, has always been, I do a lot of product consulting and right. I also, um, you know, I know a lot of developers, both hardware engineers and, and right. coding engineers. And, right. you know, I, I talk with a lot of them and, you know, I know what my strong suits are and I know what right. my weaknesses are. And I try to make sure that it's known ahead of time. Like, look, OK, this is this is what I'm trying to do. And sometimes what we envision, the infrastructure isn't quite there for. So then you have to create that infrastructure. Right. Yeah. So it, it becomes a it's a much longer process than just simply saying, OK, I'm going to grab a couple of developers and we're going to make this happen right now. Right. There's a there's a company out there that did that. And I applaud them to the high heavens. And most people talk nothing but trash on them. But I'll tell you saying? what, when the Kangs, when the beat Kangs, did yep. their thing, they were indie guys who, yep. who got aggressive and they wanted to make it happen. Now, there was a lot of lessons to learn from what they did wrong. A lot, and mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that. But you cannot dispute that those guys accomplished something that a lot That's of right. people yeah. don't talk about. Mm-hmm. That's right. They you actually can't take that away for from everyone. Them. Yeah. That's right. And a lot of people came and took some of the ideas. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. That hardware was was ahead of its time for Yes, it was. Time period that well, it came well, out. Well, well, you know what? what? Who are we talking about, Ken? Ken, who are you talking thing. about? The beat thing. The beat Kings. Oh, I don't think that's what Masada was talking about. He was saying that. Instead of complaining about it, Do the, the creative people need to actually start actually doing something about it instead of that's just sitting there complaining. That's what he's saying. What I'm saying is that anybody. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that this is a company who did something like that and they went about it in the in the best method that they had available. Yeah, but that's cool. That was the best. He's talking about right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me. We know about B thing. They, 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 they that's cool. Right now, Snooty. Guys, look, let's Look at guys like Maleko. Yeah, Maleko yeah, absolutely. Doing things. Yep. These guys are building. They're building new stuff that's fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, right. I can't wait to get my hands on Manther. Or that sounded really wrong. I can't wait to get, my, to hand get my hands on Manther. No, wow. Go ahead. Wow, Daniel. No, I'm just saying. I just can't wait to get my hands on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all their stuff is looking great. They got. Right. Yeah, ben Davis is on there, and I know Ben is a mad. Yo, Ben is a, ben is a, a bad beast. scientist, bro. <laughs> Josh Holly right. is is aggressive at getting things done. I mean, right. they're they're one to watch, you know. Um, right. But even but even that product, I mean, as as deep as that product is, and I'm not belittling belittling it even a little bit. But what I'm saying is, a project like that is far less ambitious than something like um, Beat Thang, where you had, you're sequencing multiple MIDI tracks and you're, yeah. you know, and sampling and all of that stuff. And the, the hardware that was involved in that. And, you know, 
there's a lot of work involved in these sorts of things. Right. Again, I, I, I think what he's saying is we know there's work involved, but it's time for like new blood. That's right. Oh, that's we that's all know. what he's saying. It's time for new blood. So we know about times, the past. We, right. we know so about we, that. Right. That's cool. So many times we sit around and make excuses and stuff like this. Like with no disrespect to Daniel, Daniel, just like I'm trying to get this money so I can get this machine to do this and that. You, know, you can go to Micro Center right now and go get a machine that'll print your stuff up in, in 3D form. And it doesn't cost that much. And I'm not, no, no, but Daniel, don't, don't, please don't take it the wrong way. I'm just saying it's like, these are things that we could do. You know what I mean? We, we're, well, I'm doing things behind the scenes like Ken or whatever else like that. We're always, I'm noticing that all of us always saying, well, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? They're never going to do that. No, I feel you. I feel you. So like stuff that I'm doing is like, I'm trying to f- figure out how to use a Raspberry Pi. Right. Exactly. But you know what? That's right. There's a space for all of that. You want it. Though, right? You want it. There's there's really a space for all of that. Um, Yes. Let's take it back to like the first Beat People show. And we were talking about sound design. And Joe Uh said, yo, I ain't doing none of that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So so I'm just saying, like, everybody ain't built to be building stuff. And and, and, but at the same time, as a consumer, that's part of the the discussion, right? As a consumer, right? you always going to wish like, yo, why didn't they make them shell toes in this color with that color? Well, bro, everybody don't want a mustard shell toe with black stripes. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so just to be facetious and kind of outlandish about it. But I think there's space for all of it. But one thing I can say is that like all of us in this room have certain influence and have been a part of certain discussions for stuff that uh, yeah. should have come out maybe will come out, maybe will never come out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of us have even been in discussions about like possibly doing, you know, our own things, but you know, just yeah. like the big companies, it takes resources and stuff. And then, you know, I think yeah. too, um, sometimes it comes down to that, that Joe stands like, yo, I don't want to do none of that, but I want them to make what I want. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? So it's, it's a, it's a delicate balance. It's a weird thing, yeah. man. Yeah. Masada, another thing too is time. Time is an issue. Cause it's like, when you think about like us, man, like me, Ken, Corey, Stone, we're all, we're all career, like career, like we all have careers, you know, right. that we, that we work on and I, and I always talk about this with my friends like man what if we what if we did this first person I would have to talk to is my wife be like hey if I do this will you still love me and stay with me because I'm about to go in 100% on this big machine whatever that I'm making and just letting you know uh, that's where all our money is going to be going you know because right. one, one thing that I know about right. creatives when I when I look at people like Steve Jobs when I look at people like Jimmy Iovine I just finished watching Defiant Ones when I look at all that stuff all these dudes put everything on the line. I'm saying that's real. For that's just true. one thing, Dude. and I am that kind of person. Yeah. But right now, I'm just like, well, I'm in a place in life where I'm just like, uh, I can't do that right now. But I have these ideas in my head. Right. That I could just give to somebody and be like, yo. Right. Let's, that's real rap. You know, that's real, so that's real. Right. That's real. Yeah, that's real. And, and, and I and I do feel like new blood is around the corner. Like when I when I think no, I know that that's Facts. what's needed. I know that that's what's needed though. When I think about when every time I mention Novation, the reason I mention them is because they're fairly new to the sequencer yeah. drum sampling thing, right? They're they're new because we've only known them for synths. 
for such a long time. And they made a drum machine back in the day. What was it, Ken? What was the name of that, that um, 808 kind of clone? Yeah, yeah. Not the A station. It was the... It was drum the stations. It was one of the stations. Was it a drum station? Was it, but they, station. They, yeah, they, yeah, that's it. Yeah. A drum machine. So you could see when they start diving into certain waters, when they're like, let's test this out. Let's let's see how this is going to work. And if it doesn't work, you quickly see them not throw it out, but integrate it into something else that they're making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's it's the it's the evolution of the products that it comes down to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put this up on the screen, though. The Maleco Heavy Industry oh, machine. Man, those are, I'm about. so excited for those joints, man. So this is the kind of Ooh. stuff that I see as like, these are the independent companies or the smaller companies that are innovating things that people want and yeah, that the bigger companies things. could be doing. And this is the kind of company, too, that Roland tapped to help bring them back into the, the modular space. Be remiss to, we'd be remiss to not mention, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, what you call a fucking company? Um, Twisted Tools and uh, nah, not Twisted, Twisted Tools. Hold on. Like Twisted Tools was like a reactor, right? With uh, with the native. Hold on, the, the MIDI five cats. Like oh, we oh, 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 DJ Tech Tools. Tech Tools. Yep. I mean, yep. Yeah, those guys, and they've been around for so long. Like this thing is like what five years now? Five six years old? Mm-hmm. And I could do anything with this thing. Mm-hmm. See, I think that's the so there's a lot of stuff that's out there. Like there's the the innovation I think will come from the smaller companies, but I also think that, you know, there may need to be collaborations too. You know what I'm saying? Like what if a company like Maleco hooked up with like Intua who bit who did the beat maker? You know what I mean? I don't know, just out the box type Mm -hmm. of collaborations and you never know what could happen from that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see more collabs. I tell you what, I've been I've been involved on a very uh, extensive sequencer as of late that's built from scratch with a brand new developer. And I'll tell you, some of these dudes are so hungry that it's, it's just, there's a fire out there right now. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that now more than ever guys can do things on their own that could never be done before. So you're going to start seeing more of these smaller companies that are doing this stuff. But it, it kind of also makes me think, well, if these smaller companies are all doing it, does that mean that the larger companies are losing the talent? And how does that affect yeah. the large? Can you are saying what you are saying, what I'm telling you, this my whole point of this show. You're right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I agree. Well, Ken, you know that they're losing talent. You know, I won't mention the company's name, but oh, yeah. there's oh, yeah. several yeah. companies. There's several companies that lost value and quality in their products when they lost all the guys that made it hot. And people are frustrated, and you know, and not for nothing, people need to make a living. So you know how you know, Sound and, um, has his show, and, and they always say, you know, add value. Right. Um, shout out to right. Oracle and Trizen. Yeah, and, man. Right. Yeah. Um, shout out to them. Uh, We're guys. But uh, they're always saying add value, add value. And it seems to me like a lot of these larger companies, their motto these days, lose value, lose value. A lot of these companies debate innovative features. You're trying to push them towards the future. And they're saying, oh, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. And then they don't move on it until their competition does it. And you're like, you know, I showed you that a year ago, right? No. Nope. Oh, but it speaks back to what you said originally, Masada, about the the trajectory. The trajectory is dollars and cents. Yeah, man. And that's we're, we're, we're talking about culture versus 
capital, you know, versus capitalism. you know the money. Right, capitalism. Well, right, exactly. So culture versus capitalism is what kind of ruined hip hop, if you ask me. Right. That's right. what that's we're the, the whole debate. Right. That's the whole right. debate. You know, I just want somebody to make a beat machine yeah. that makes waffles at the same time. That's dope. Let's get it. Let's make it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Somehow you have to get the electrical right so that your beats come out fire, but your waffles aren't burnt. Listen, with your sounds, with your sounds, man, it's gonna be fi- it's gonna be fire, bro. That's you can't, you couldn't make anything that wouldn't be dope. <laughs> you, you know what it is? I think, I think, I think one of the things that when it comes to technology, also, yeah. we get spoiled by features. Certainly, you know, and 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 I was thinking about. I was thinking about Beatmaker, right? right? And I'm thinking about Beatmaker on iPad versus the MPC 2.0 right. um, on on the software. When you look at features, right. like, wait a minute, these kind of have a very similar thing happening, yeah. right? The only difference is right. that there is a box attached to the MPC X. Right. The Beatmaker is on your iPad. Which right. probably has more processing power. Wait, right. so let me ask you this. I know I have Beatmaker three. Can I? Yeah. Can you cut? You can record audio in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Every, you can do everything. You can record vocals. You can record. You can. You can do everything. Yep. So here's my thing. What if you know? I, I look at iPads. I'm like, that's about the size of the screen on the MPCX, right? Most iPads. Yeah, it's a ten. Mm-hmm. It's a ten inch screen, basically. Like, so I, I figured, man, what if somebody just built, you know, I always talk a three D printed a controller that you could just sit Beatmaker three and just MIDI map everything right to Beatmaker three. Boom, you got yourself. Yeah. And then wait a minute, yeah. you can do that. You can do that right now with that. Remember that that piece that you showed me. Which one? The, the piece that you showed me. Oh, and yeah, we were yeah. hooking up. Oh, that, we hooked up the, the twist. Right, and we hooked up the MIDI twister to that bad boy. Yeah, you're doing it already. No, I feel you, but the thing is that it's not purpose think about, for it, right? Think about the processing power of. Huh? What happened? I'm lost. Lisa Corey. Corey no, I was just saying. You know, I think the difference is whether or not it's purpose built for it, like push exactly. Ableton yeah, oh, okay. versus. Yeah, you know. Right, right, right. But I think I think we we just get really spoiled too also because we're all gearheads and we can't front like we're not gearheads. yeah certainly like, we, that's why it happens like, like this i'm a gearhead daniel yeah you are you're a gearhead Tony. get out of here um and it's one of those things where i'm like <laughs> yeah, i got machine i got ableton i got you know all this crazy stuff and still i complain about like yo this isn't doing what i wanted to do and at the end of the day it goes back to what masada said like yo i just gotta make it if i want it to be that way no. <laughs> that's why well, we have the mpc that. right that's exactly that. why we have the mpc because yeah. it didn't exist for what roger lamb wanted so he said yo, i'm gonna make it there's this dude on youtube that took the raspberry pi and made all these crazy videos. Uh-oh, what the hell is that? No, sound like the ghost of Christmas past just came to visit Masada. Yo, Ken, <laughs> who made that noise? Was that Ken? No, I think that's Masada. Yo, Ken, Frequency, yo, whosever ears that is, stop it. Yo, Ken, there's this dude on uh, YouTube that made all these weird beat machines on Pi. And he made touchscreen interfaces using like iPhone screens, stuff like that for the Raspberry Pi. And I thought it was incredible. And I was like, yo, this dude is doing what I want to do. Now I'm, now I'm reading, I bought manuals on freaking 
Raspberry Pi and how to do stuff. That, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Raspberry Pi has has its own issues. I've talked to some developers who who have used it already, and it's it's got a lot of issues as far as sample latency and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, that being said, there are other there's other chipsets out there that'll that'll work. And now Intel, Intel, and uh, they have these cards. They have these card computers, and, and there's a few other things out there that are making the sort of power that's required to do this sort of stuff like really affordable and in crazy small, um, you know, form factors. So it's it's available out there now. Um, the other thing is that uh, we have we have this opportunity, not just us, not just us who are already involved in the industry, but fans, general fans, people who are just enthusiastic about gear, have access to these companies in ways that we never had before. Back when I first got an MPC mm-hmm. 2000 XL, that sucker was like it. It was a unicorn that just came across me. You know what I mean? It was like I never thought for a day that I would get to meet. Roger Lynn or any of that kind of stuff. I didn't understand any of that. But nowadays, we all have access to email, yeah. Facebook, and social media. We can tweet. We can contact these people directly. And you can say, look, man, this. why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? You know, And put the pressure to some of these people. Now, granted, I still think that the power is in the youth and, and the, the new developers and new creatives making their own products. But the point is we can actually reach out and smack somebody now. Whereas before we couldn't do that, you know, and that's a major impact. Well, right. yeah, I think you would good point, Ken, the influence reaches much further now. Like I think what some people don't realize too, is that we may have some influence over what people might buy. And I think we all have a little bit of that influence, but we also have the yeah. ears of people that are making the stuff that people buy. Right. And you you know what I'm saying? And some things work out, some things don't. Um, and I honestly think sometimes that's what fuels the discussion to a degree, too, even though we don't outright say that. You know what I mean? The discussion is typically yeah, fueled not, by yeah. like it's not just a wish list. We've told these people, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like, so it's right. I, the, but you're right. Ultimately, it comes down to that same situation like where, where Roger Lynn looked up as a guitar player and said, I need a drum machine that does this. I can't find a drummer. I can't play drums and play guitar at the same time, but I need accompaniment. And so then the MPC was born out of that thought. You right. know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Uh, Yo, I, got a, I got a quick thing that's totally off topic, but I just wanted to bring it up because it popped in my head and I have ADD, so deal with it. Um, <laughs> this thing. Look, so, and this is how random I am. <laughs> this thing is out of print now. They don't make them anymore. They're done. Oh, that's the... This is the Rig Control 3, right? Masada, you got to mute that. <laughs> All right, so Rig Control 3, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, it's been it's been out of production for a minute now, right? I wish so I had that. Guitar Rig is still, like, a flagship product for them. They haven't come out with anything to replace it. Like, I thought, hey, maybe they're going to come out with something new that would replace it. Nothing has come along. Um... What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you guys use uh like guitar rig? And I, I, oh my I, god, I, absolutely, yes. So it, it just strikes me as kind of crazy that like you know their their main flagship that had you know an actual like so the main usage of it used to be guitar pedals, 
you know, guitarists were using it. But I think maybe that paradigm has shifted now. And now guitar rig is primarily used by producers and it's not being used in a live setting like that now. Um, and maybe that's why it's going away or what? what I would use I would use guitar rig as a live looping pedal with that. That's what I would do. I would set it up to capture live loops. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would primarily use that, and then I would I would set up the um, expression pedal for for different things. Like yeah. you could actually set up really complex mappings inside of there. So what you could do is you could have it sweep through arpeggiations and all kinds of other modulations and doing some cool stuff. So that's oh, that's you know, what no, I mean. you're right, Ken. It was, it's a powerful piece. Is Ken? Does that work? Does that work with the current version? Um, yeah, okay. yeah, it does, but it's no longer being produced. I'm gonna try to find one on eBay. Yeah, so it's 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 really strange because I I really thought like, hey, well maybe they're gonna come out with a new version and it's gonna have a new pedal. Nothing has come out, and this has been like, it's got to have been at least six months since that thing's been killed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just I don't know. It popped in my head and it got me thinking about like, you know, because we're talking about like, you know, software developers going to hardware and this and that, and it's like there's a lot of interaction in between them. Um, yeah, just like I keep thinking about, like, well, when's when's Dave Smith going to be do a Tempest two, and how many people are going to be um, actual uh, guinea pigs and and be jumping in early? And you know, what what kind of impact did the Tempest one and all the problems that they had with that? Or what kind of impact gonna does that have uh, on them moving forward in that space? Well, if we're ever going to get the Lindrum two, you really think we will? I don't know. Yeah. If we will. And, and that's the thing is, I went to Nam and I asked Roger Lynn, I and I said, too. "I said, hey, is that still coming?" And he got angry at me, like, "Of course it's still coming." <laughs> yeah, well, he told me that too. He was like, "Well, you know, I just want to finish the development of this thing. Uh, what's the latest thing? I can't remember." The, the instrument. The instrument. Yeah, he's like, you know, once we kind of get over here with the with the instrument. Um, yeah, but w- what was funny though, because the the Lindrum was kind of like in. Before in the works before that, yeah. so it's like, well, don't get, don't get up about this, right? <laughs> Did you check my website? That's yeah, a, I checked your website. It's like, still the same thing as it was last time. I like all the renderings that are there <laughs> that never have appeared in real life. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, but I'm the asshole. So whatever. <laughs> so, yo, <laughs> hey, it's uh, we're about an hour and a half in, and uh, we're gonna call it one for the day. Hey, Masada, I want to thank you for joining the show, man. Hey, thanks for joining, brother. No, I want to say thank you all for having me. Uh, I'm always gonna thank me for having you, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it went I want totally to thank Tony. Brooklyn right there. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Hey, Brooklyn made me do it. <laughs> I would like to say this, if I may. Bravo at the foot of the queen. Stony is 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 awesome. Stony is everything to me. Stony, Stony is love. Is everything. So. <laughs> I just want to hit it. Okay. Okay. You're going to make yeah. Ken jealous. Thank you, Masada. <laughs> I kissed the ring. I kissed the ring. my stony. Yes. <laughs> Look, Ken's like, get out. You cannot stay here. Right. <laughs> just for a second. Hold on. All right. So, yo, anybody got anything they want to say in closing? Then we're going we're gonna to close this one out. Thanks, everybody, uh, in the chat room for coming through, though. Man, uh, yo, go check out MSX Audio. We just dropped uh, Slump Drum, Slump Loops. Um, just uh, 
a lot of wonkiness and a lot of unquantized butteriness. Yeah. Uh, in those joints. And um, yeah, just visit the website. We just want to inspire you guys and keep you guys creative and just uh, make sure that you all, you never say, I don't have any good sounds to use. So uh, yeah. Uh, and shout out to Corey, Stoney and Ken, you know, Guy couldn't ask for better people to be inspired by all the time. So I feel you. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, I want to say um, a special shout out to to my man Bryce Upright. Um, he, he's going through, he's going through rough times right now, and I just wanted to be like for real. Sound like a drug addict. He's in rehab or something. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, no. He's going through some tough times right I just, now. Yeah, I just wanted to to send some good vibes his way, and that that we're all thinking about him. So that's um, real. That's real. Him and his lady. So. Um, I'd also like to say uh, to Stony, especially. Um, so happy to see you here. That's right. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> no shit. So happy to see you. Always am. Always am. Now we we missed out on meeting up the other day up in Philly, but I'm yeah, we can make that work again. So okay. so uh, as far as y'all little shenanigans in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go get some scrapple so uh, oh, what's up stoney you got yeah. anything you want to share in closing man i just want to say uh thank you for always having for having me here you guys are my family y'all like my brothers um and, and you know and i i want to piggyback off of what daniel said you guys are just super talented every single one of you and Everybody just go to everybody's Instagram and follow us and, you know, go to stoniesworld.com and, you know, follow me on all the social media platforms and, you know, just follow us. We're putting out content. We're putting out good video. You know, everybody on this panel has amazing sounds. Go buy them. Make great music. Have fun. Yeah. And just enjoy the process. We're in the best time in the game right now. We yeah. have everything accessible to us. Let's just make good music and good products. And Stoney, can I also share that, you know, you're going to be um, featured on B-Boy Tech Report doing reviews from time to time? As we oh, oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm going well, I'm I gonna, I I to like a special while I was doing it, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's OK. Yeah. You know, I got some video uh, stuff I'm doing you know, uh, special exclusive stuff for, for Corey's site. And uh, I'm excited about it, Corey. Yeah, I, it's going to be some real dope product and stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Some new stuff coming. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, so definitely stay tuned to B-Boy Tech Report and Stoney's uh, 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 YouTube channel, uh, Stony Music, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be some real dope collaborations and, and stuff, uh, review stuff coming up on B-Boy Tech Report. And right now I'm sharing my screen. This is latest product I'm working on. It's called Drenched. It's kind of a, a thematic type of sample pack with, with loops and stuff. Uh, thematic in the sense of like chicken kit. So if you like the chicken kit, you'll probably dig this too because it's kind of got a certain theme where everything sounds like it's got water and drips and it's just kind of a tripped out thing that I did with designing. So it's called Drenched and it'll be coming soon. I went through a few iterations of this design. I've been bugging the team with all over <laughs> all of our That's communications all week. Uh, but yeah, this will be coming up real soon. Um, so yeah, check out beatpeople.com um, and check out all of uh, our other oh, sites and resources. What's up? One last thing. Um, so next Synth Summit show is going to be Chris Myers, um, which if people don't know, he was deeply involved in the Prophet VS and a lot of the sequential circuit oh, wow. stuff. So uh, 
So I'll be, I'm going to have him on the show uh, very soon, and that's going to be cool. So that's hey, YouTube. Hey, Cam, the week leading up to the week leading up to that, like in uh in yeah. in the days leading up, you know what you should do is um do a post so all of us can repost it. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. It's just been like I've been reeling things in an awful lot because I've been doing so much work on that house and the new studio. So it's been it's kind of it's frustrating because I know people are like wondering, hey, like, why is he not quite as active? I'm twice as active as I ever have been. It's just I got to focus my efforts in, you know, my my YouTube channel and my my flux with it site are free time activities. All the other work that I do, that's what brings in money. Like the other stuff I do is for fun and to to have other people have access to what I'm fortunate enough to have access to. So um, unfortunately, that stuff has to suffer a little bit while I'm getting my, my personal life in order uh, with that kind of stuff. But so, yeah, so, some uh, is Masada still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. You want to um, uh, plug in your, like your website? Like where could people find you? Like I you know. could. <laughs> All right. First off, I want to say again, um, look, uh, thank you all for having me. And I appreciate and I'm a fan of all you guys. Um, Ken, you are genius. Dan, you you're phenomenal. Stoney, you're an inspiration. Corey, you're weird, but I love you. Come on my show, give everybody these beautiful compliments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and stuff. And you know what I mean? I'm Masada. You can find my stuff at thecyclekit.com. You can find me on Instagram at Masada MPC. You can find me on Facebook at Masada MPC or whatever. Thank y'all. Respect. Always remember to be yourself. No one can tell you how to be you. Nobody. Can That's what I want to leave you, you with. But you. That's the right. song. That's what's up. So, that boy facts. Facts. <laughs> that word. And on that note, we're going to sign out. Be sure to check out uh, BeatPeople.com and BeatBoyTechReport.com and visit all of us on IG because we visit each other on IG. And we'll yep. see you next go round. All right? Peace. Scrapple, scrapple. Scrapple, scrapple. Yo. <laughs>